This is The Space Shot, episode 87 for August 9th, 2017. Rocket launches and books, two of my favorite things. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. Remember, I'm giving away Space Shot stickers, so when you mention the podcast online, tag at John Molnix, and I'll make sure you get a sticker from the first batch. You may have noticed if you're online today that it's National Book Lovers Day. Before I talk about some space history books that are worth reading, I do want to talk about four launches that took place on August 9th. The first launch, the Orbiting Solar Observatory 6, lifted off on August 9th, 1969. It conducted physics experiments related to the Sun's solar cycle. The second launch was the Soviet Mars 7 mission, which launched in 1973 on a proton booster. The proton is still in use today, as is the Soyuz, with the Russians continuing to build extremely refined versions of those rockets that first started flying during the height of the Cold War. The Mars 7 mission missed Mars after the lander separated early. The NASA article I'm linking to in the show notes mentions that the error was most likely, quote, due to a computer chip error, which resulted in the degradation of the systems during the trip to Mars. In 1976, the Luna 24 mission was launched from the Baikonur Cosmodrome on a lunar sample return mission. This was the final flight in the Soviet Union's soft lander lunar program, and was the last spacecraft to make a soft landing on the moon until the Chinese Chengi 3 lander touched down in 2013, 37 years later. The last launch on August 9th was for the West Star domestic communications satellite for the United States. It was launched in 1979 and had the ability to relay, quote, 12 color TV channels or up to 14,400 voice channels throughout the United States and Puerto Rico. Compare that early communication satellite with a modern one, and it's clear that we've come a long way in 38 years. AT&T's DirecTV satellites can provide hundreds of HD channels in North America, and services like Iridium can handle thousands of simultaneous voice calls from anywhere on the planet. Now, I've got some book recommendations for today. As I mentioned yesterday, I'm reading the Expanse series, and I can't recommend those books highly enough. For space history, Asif Siddiqui's Challenge to Apollo is a great read. It's available for free as a PDF from NASA's History Office, but if you go for the hardbound version, be ready to heft the nearly thousand-page book around. This book covers the Soviet space program from 1945 to 1974, and it's a phenomenal read. I read it in college for an independent study class, and it was one of the best books I read that semester. Siddiqui's work is enjoyable to read and packed with history, and if you want to know bits about the Soviet space program, download the PDF version and search for whatever topic you're interested in. The last two books I want to talk about are by John Logsdon. In John F. Kennedy and the Race to the Moon, he looks at the beginning of the U.S. space program, covering Cold War space history, and at a length under 300 pages, it makes it a little bit easier to tackle than Challenge to Apollo. Another book by Logsdon that I enjoyed reading was After Apollo, which looked at President Nixon and NASA after the Apollo program ended. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode, and also for links to the books that I've mentioned today. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Mulnix. I'd love to chat. 
Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute, and it makes a huge difference with iTunes rankings, helping even more people find the show. I'd appreciate if you could share the space shot with your friends, your family, and anyone that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, space salads. I'm John Mulnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.